Well, hello, hello, everyone. It's your girl, Gabrielle, from A Step Ahead Tutoring Services. Welcome to a brand new episode of Hot Topics. So if you're not familiar with the web series, we like to talk about things that are steamy, right? So we like to talk about things in education, employment, mental health, physical health, finance, anything that is steamy. But we are still a tutoring company, so we have to work within our arena, our purview, uh, but we, we do like to talk about things that are steamy. So we have a steamy topic for today. I am very excited about this particular topic. So the hot topic for today is, should I become an actor? So this is gonna be a, a two-part uh, two episode. So this is part one, should I become an actor? And we're gonna talk about the pros and cons of working in the acting industry, how to get started if you wanna become an actor, all that good stuff. And I am definitely looking forward to talking about that. I have a guest with me today who's gonna help me out. Her name is Deborah Prolly. So I'm gonna tell you about her. So Deborah Prolly has been a professional actor for over 20 years and an instructor and director for close to a decade. She holds an MA in theater, a BA in clinical psychology, and has been an associate faculty member in the theater department of Tarrant County CC, Highline CC, Seattle Film Institute, and Shoreline CC. Deborah's work as an actor encompasses stage, screen, and radio. Her recent film work includes roles in Wild with Reese Witherspoon and The Architect with Parker Posey. She has appeared in numerous films, including the lead role in Diana Turner's The Writer's Model, an award-winning film at the Festival International, I know I'm getting this wrong, Internazionale Cinema delle Donne in Torino, Italy, for the sarcasm in which the protagonist stands up to and disarms her weird male audience. Wow. I butchered, I butchered that and I used to study Italian. Television and radio credits include guest appearances as Emma Wolf on the TNT drama Leverage, Gail Taylor on the Lifetime made for television movie Hit, Hit and Run, Kelly Smith on Citizen Baines, Marlene Day on CBS's The Fugitive, and DA Hertz on NBC's Grimm. She has also done several commercials industrials and voiceovers for companies like Microsoft, Delta Dental, Russell Investments, Yes on 522 Political Campaign, Media Partners, Providence Medical, and the video game Supreme Commander 2. Her stage experience is extensive and includes work at theaters such as Seattle Repertory, Seattle Shakespeare Company, Village, ACT Annex and Tag, she had the honor of receiving a Seattle Times Footlight Award for Outstanding Acting 
and has written and produced a one-woman show entitled No Demerits for Dancing, which played in theater festivals in Seattle and Colorado. Her directing for the stage credits include Antigone, Six Degrees of Separation, The Texarkana Waltz, Live from the Last Night of My Life, Hopscotch and the 75th, Six Women with Brain Death, This Property is Condemned, and The Larami Project. Her film directing credits include the short film, Period, which she also wrote and produced. That short, that short film is on her YouTube channel, which we'll talk about towards the end. And in her spare time, if there is such a thing, she catches yoga classes, shares favorite wines with her friends, and happily takes on the roles of wife to Chad and mother to Sophia and Miles. Fabulous. So I'm going to bring her to the stage. Hi, oh Deborah. How are you? Hello. I'm so good. And I gave you so much to say. Holy gosh. Sorry about that. That's okay. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. I'm I'm doing really great. The sun is shining and um, I'm here talking about something I love, which is acting. So it, I don't think it can get much better. Awesome. Awesome. All right. So let's get right to it. So I'm going to turn the floor over to you. So you have an interesting perspective on, you know, is the acting industry, the pros and cons, you know, should people pursue it or not pursue it? Because you're in the industry yourself. So I definitely want to get your take on that. So I'm going to yeah. pass the floor on to you. <sighs> All right. Well, hopefully I can walk on the floor pretty well today. Um, <laughs> well, hi, everybody. It's, it's, it's lovely to be here. And um, like I, uh, like she said, I um, I have been an actor now for actually close to thirty years, which completely boggles my mind. Um, and um, I love it. I I I can't imagine doing anything else. And yet I have done many other things because uh, being an actor is a. I kind of liken it to be a real estate agent. You know, when you're selling houses, it's great when you've sold the house, but every day after you sell that house. You wake up the next day and you got to get the next job and the next job and the next job. So um, if you are not the kind of person who doesn't want to keep hunting down jobs, um, <laughs> it may not be the best thing for you to do. But I don't, I don't want to start off with the negatives. The positives are that, um, you know, like I, I also I'm an educator. And, and when I teach acting, I, I always use the definition that acting is living truthfully under imaginary circumstances. Like that's the job of an actor. It's not, you know, um, getting your picture taken or that kind of stuff. It's really having to take a character and that somebody else wrote and try to swim in their world, right? And to be as honest um, and uh, emotionally vulnerable as you can to portray that character. And What's cool about it is that, um, and what I tell my students and everybody else is that like the, the best thing as an actor is to get to play something that's just very, very different from what you would do or who you are. For example, right before I came on, um, I had to do an audition for a short film. Uh, it, it's about a tooth fairy. Um, and the idea is that 
um, there's a whole uh, legion of tooth fairies out there and they have to go get tooths and teeth from children and they get their strength from that. And it starts off that she's the happiest leader of the tooth fairies in the 80s. But now that it's 2021 and kids don't believe in stuff anymore because they read it on, you know, they, they have social media and they hear things, tooth fairies are are like, you know, they're they're shrivering, they're shrivering up and they they can't, they can't, they can't go get teeth anymore. No kids put their their teeth under. So I had this, I got to like I put my hair up and I wore this crazy outfit and I I found my kid's Harry Potter wand because she's a tooth fairy. And I got to do all this play um, while I did this scene. And, um, you know, and I have no idea what's gonna happen. I just, I record it, I send it out. Uh, the, the casting agents send it to the director and maybe I get to meet the director and audition again. And maybe I get the part and I get to do it, but maybe I don't. And statistically, you don't. The truth is that you don't get most jobs. Um, which is another little thing in the back of your mind. If, if you can't take rejection, I don't, I don't recommend, I don't recommend being out because <laughs> you're going to get rejected. So, um, yeah. So, I mean, that's just for me. And, and I think the fun thing about being an actor too, is that there's so many mediums in which you can act. Um, there's live theater, uh, and all kinds of different types of live theater, you know, God willing, we'll all be back in live theater soon. Um, there's obviously films and within films, there's short films, there's feature films, uh, there's television, there's commercials, um, which are great because they usually pay really well and you only have to work a couple of days. We love that. Um, there's industrials, which are business videos. So you actually, they write whole scenarios to teach, uh, people things at businesses, um, which can feel a little dry, but it's actually really fun. I've been doing videos for Microsoft for the last couple of years. It's, it's been a wonderful windfall of work. Uh, to play a corporate marketing person. I get to wear really awesome clothes. Um, and then of course there's commercials and uh, there's also uh, voiceover work. So when you hear those spots on the radio, most of the time, those are not real people talking. Those are hired actors pretending and, um, and saying the lines. And that's another great opportunity to, to work as an actor and to pay your bills. Um, so yeah, so that's that's just sort of the that's the sort of the, the square of opportunities as an actor um, that that I've loved and I've been really blessed to work in all of those uh, in all of those venues over the years um, with with the help of my agent and casting directors. So yeah, it's kind of a start. Awesome. Yeah. So I, I I get the sense that. Um, it's like it's like being an independent contractor or or being a freelancer. You're mm -hmm. you're you're relying on gigs to mm -hmm. uh, to survive financially, to work on your craft. Is is that safe to say? Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, and and the thing about being an actor too is that. Um, I highly recommend that you take as many classes as you can. Um, to, to learn different aspects of it, because being an actor is not just saying lines. It's uh, it's your mind, it's your voice, it's your body, it's your training. You never know what you're really going to be asked to do. And so you do have to invest in yourself and your education as an actor. I um, I got my first degree in psychology and then I, I decided to take a break. I always loved acting, but I was like, oh, I can't possibly, that's for chumps. Like, I'm not going to do that job. <laughs> 
<laughs> and then I started taking classes like, I really like this. I have to figure out how to make this happen. Um, so yeah, so you have to invest in yourself. You have to take classes. You have to uh, get headshots, right? That's an investment in your product of yourself. No one's gonna hire you until they see a headshot and they see what you look like. And you have to write a resume. And you have to go to auditions, you know, and you have to put gas in your car. At least we used to put gas in our car and go to auditions. Um, and all of that's just, you just have to invest that time and that energy and sometimes that money um, to, to get the job, right? I always say like, people are always like, oh, wow, you know, you, you booked that commercial and you got paid so much money. And I'm like, yeah, but I spent hundreds of hours auditioning for things that I did not get you know, a ton of time. So you have to be willing to, to put in that time to, to do it and invest in yourself. But yeah, you are a one person. Well, you aren't a one person. Hopefully if you're, if you're good at what you do and you get your headshots and your resume and you get an agent, an agent is going to help you find the auditions and also handle the business aspect of it for like a 10% um, cut in what you make. Um, and I just wanna make sure I say this to your people out there, you never pay an agent, right? Until you book a job. So let me just repeat that. If you go to an agency and they say, oh, we'd love to represent you. You just have to pay us $500 to get this headshot package and do this thing. You just go, thank you very much. And you turn around and you walk out because that's not how it works. Yeah, so just be careful of that because there's definitely a lot of agencies out there that will try to make you pay them in advance or, or do other things and that's not okay. So did that answer your question? Yes, you're a one, yeah. Yes, yeah. Okay, good. Uh, got it, got it, got it, it's okay. Sorry. So uh, uh, talk about the audition process. So yeah. how does that how does that work? So. An actor's job is to audition, right? That's that's how you get work, right? It's just like if you're showing houses, if you sell houses, you got to go to the house, you got to take pictures, and you got to try to to do that. Um, so it's only later when actors become much more um, hi, sweetie, uh, become <laughs> much more grounded in what they're doing. Sometimes they don't have to audition anymore, but for the most part, ninety percent of us are out there auditioning every day for every job. Um, what do you do? Well, it depends on what you're auditioning for. Um, if you're auditioning for theater, often they will give you uh, scenes from the play and you will um, work on those. They're called sides, right? So it's just a part of the play. And so you take that, you work on it, you make choices. Um, I always say, if you were going to be in my acting class, there's um, eight questions that you have to ask yourself because you're kind of a detective. I call it doing your detective work. So you read the script and you ask yourself, hmm, who is this character? Who am I? Uh, where am I in this situation? Am I in, a, am I in a closet when this scene takes place or does this take place on the, the coast of Italy or whatever, right? What time is it? Is it two o'clock in the morning? Is it two o'clock in the afternoon? Is it 1885? Is it 2021, right? All those things make a difference in how you approach the audition. Um, you have to think about what's around you. What are the circumstances? And sometimes you don't get a lot of information, right? They very rarely, when I've auditioned for television, I never get the whole script. I only get a part of it. And so I have to try to just answer as many of these questions as I can on my own 
and take those in. And then the other three big things you're always looking for as an actor is what does my character want, right? What are my objectives? What do I want? Because we all want something all the time. What will I do to get it, right? So some people will knock down walls to get to the other side. Some people will call somebody and ask for help, right? So what, what are the things that this character will do to get what they want and what is in their way? You're always looking for the conflict because conflict is what creates drama. With no conflict, you're just watching two people sitting around drinking tea and who cares? So when I get a, when I get a script like this Tooth Fairy script, right? I was like, okay, so who am I? I'm the Tooth Fairy. <laughs> and I'm not just a Tooth Fairy, I'm the second in command Tooth Fairy. I have a lot of power, right? Where am I? I'm with all my I'm with all my fairies. What's my objective? To get them excited and pumped about going and getting those teeth from under the pillows, right? What's in my way? Uh-oh. These kids don't believe in tooth fairies anymore, right? So I finally get I have the opportunity to go get a tooth, but I'm all I'm all like sad and shriveled and and um and then at the end at the end of this film and I actually had the luxury of having the entire script this tooth fairy goes rogue with suppliers and just goes after this kid to pull her teeth out, right? So you're always looking at like, what is the tone of what this is? Is it a comedy? Is it a drama? Who am I? How do I fit in it? And then you just make choices. And then you have to make sure that after you make those choices and you audition, that you are open to and ready to be directed and make changes, right? Because as a director, and I've been a director many years, I'm looking for actors who make who make choices and who can also take direction from me because I may because I'm seeing things differently and I may need you to play and do something different. So be prepared, make choices, be flexible. Those are the three big things I would say to when you audition and try to have fun, even though it's nerve wracking as heck. Oh, it's so nerve wracking, right? But the more you do it, the more it just becomes, you know, it's like it's like being an athlete. The more you train, the more you just do it. And that's the same way with, with auditioning. Awesome, awesome. Yeah. So we were talking a little bit earlier about auditioning, I guess, in the in the past as opposed to auditioning mm -hmm. in the present, mm -hmm. you know, with the, now that we're more digital, we're, mm -hmm. we're more um, into Zoom and uh, video conferencing. So I'm wondering, do you think this shift into, what's the word I'm looking for? <laughs> this, this shift into video conferencing and telecommunication, mm -hmm. do you think it's, changed the way auditions are doing are happening or the mm -hmm. same or can you talk about that a little bit more yes and i'm going to try to be positive even though i'm not very positive about this <laughs> um because i've been in the business so long and um, every audition was always at the theater at the casting director's office so and i just want to take a second to explain to um agents represent actors casting directors are the ones who go to the agents with the projects. So if I was a casting director of this film that I auditioned for today, I would go to the agencies and I would say, I'm looking for women, this age group, this ethnicity, blah, 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 to audition, who do you have? And my agent would say, oh, I have Deborah. 
and I, and then she would send me the script and I would audition for the casting director. So that's kind of the triangle of how things work. Um, but to answer your question, yes, I used to go to those places and I would be put on camera or if it was a theater, I would go and I would audition live and there'd be a reader there and they would, they'd be reading the other parts and I would audition and the director would give me feedback and I'd audition again. Um, and then I would go away and see if I got a call back or I booked the job. On camera, you go in, you audition, they put it on camera, they send it to the client. The clients or the director look at all of the auditions and then they start going, no, 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 yes, yes, no, 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 no. Then the casting director will call back and say, hey, they liked her, they wanna see her for a callback, we need to have her come back again. So then I go back in, that's when you often meet the director, that's when you're closer to getting the job. And then you wait to see if you got the job, which can take a week. You can find it the next day. I've waited two months for a project once that I didn't get. That's fun. Um, <laughs> so, but now with this, to get to your point, yes, unfortunately, I have to set up cameras in my house or somewhere, get somebody to film me, record it, upload it, send it, you know, and then, and then during COVID, callbacks would have been on Zoom. So at least then it was live, but I still had to set up my camera and then I'd come into Zoom and then the director would be there and I would talk to them and audition and and then I would go away. But unfortunately, you know, and I desperately miss the the energy of being in the room, you know, with a with a casting, with a good casting director or with the director, just be able to come in the room and be like, hi, nice to meet you. <laughs> Here I am in person. Um, so it's probably the wave of the future. I I dislike it greatly because I, I liked, I don't like being in my house trying to audition. It's hard to separate, right? And so I like to go to places and, and I also like them to do all the tech. I don't want to, I don't want to deal with that, but you're going to have to. And I think this generation is used to doing things on camera. They're used to seeing themselves on camera and video, you know, taping themselves. So they're fine. It's just old people like us that are like, I don't want to do it. Yeah, so. <laughs> <laughs> and I imagine that um, YouTube is um, used a lot more for auditioning and building your portfolio. Um, so I don't know if you could talk about that a little bit more. Yeah, I, I you know, I'm not, um, I, I have a film on YouTube right now, uh, my, my short film period. And uh, after I did a festival run with it, I was trying to get into festivals. I decided to kind of share it with the world. And somehow, magically, it got connected to some stuff and took off. And in the last six months, we've had um, over 3 million views um, of the film. And then from there, people are like, oh, what, what else have you got in your pocket? I'm like, nothing. I don't, <laughs> you know, it takes. It takes a long time to write a film, shoot a film, edit it, add music, all that stuff. I'm not a, I don't just pick up my phone and do videos. Um, but I do think that it's a great way um, for actors to share their work. Uh, it's, but I do think it's a little different. You know, like I, I love, there's some YouTubers that my kids watch that I think are just hysterical and they're very good actors and very funny. Um, and I'm sure that that could be a launch pad, uh, especially web series and things like that. If it's, if you're a writer or you've got an idea and you want to put your image out there, I think it's a great tool. I'm, I'm just not, I'm still kind of old school. I still kind of get an audition and I prepare it, you know, I'm like that kind of person. 
but it's a great place to promote yourself. I just haven't had the time or energy to figure it out. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So um, I wanted to try something a little bit fun and off the cuff. Sure. Uh, I wanted to do a, a sample audition. So I'm just going to spit out random scenarios and you're just going to act them out. Sure. Okay, so I'm going to leave the camera on you. And for okay. those of you watching, you're just going to hear my voice in the background. Okay, okay. so let's say, hmm, I'm just going to... Okay, so scene one, right? You're mm -hmm. going to the grocery store. It's 100 degrees outside. You, you go there, but the air conditioners don't work. And okay. you're, you, the air conditioners don't work. Um, there's this long line of people. It's a massive crowd. And your line is, oh my God, I just want, I just want water. Okay. Go. All right. And I, and I can't stand up um, because if I stand up, y'all, you'll be <laughs> acting with my belly. So this is, an, this is, it's great that you're doing this because when you're auditioning and stuff, unfortunately, you're kind of restricted. If you're auditioning for film, you are restricted by the framing. So here we go. Okay. So here. <sighs> Right. Could they get anybody else to check? Maybe it's not. Why didn't I bring water? Why didn't I buy water? What is this? Tomatoes? Okay. Okay. A little closer. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, this is, uh, wow, yeah, it's got to be, what is it, 80 degrees in here? I know. I, I, this is going to sound crazy. Could I, um, could, I have a, could I have a drink of your sparkling water that's in your, right, COVID, yeah, yeah, totally. COVID, of course, <laughs> yeah. Um, can you open another lane, maybe? Just uh, no. Okay. Okay. You know what? No, I'm done. I'm done. I don't need this peanut butter, and I don't need that tomato. I'm out. Whatever. Bye. And seed. Hey. <laughs> Clap, 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 clap. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. All right, let's try another one. Okay. <laughs> so... Should give you a script. <laughs> well, I will say that, you know what's great about this is that a lot of times at auditions too, um, and, and I recommend that everybody in the universe take an improv class because there are times when you will come to an audition and you'll work on stuff and you'll get prepped and then you'll do it. And then the director will be like, let's just throw the script out. Let's just improvise. And you're like, Okay, and if you aren't prepared for that, you're in trouble. So yeah, go for it. What's next? 
Okay. Let's try. You're a teenager at a high school and you're called to the principal's office because someone threw wet tissue paper at the teacher and the principal thinks you did it, but it was someone else who did it. So I want you to tell the principal that it wasn't you who threw the wet tissue paper at the teacher. Okay. Can I ask you a question? Yes. Has this person ever been in the principal's office before? Like, is this the first time she's ever been in there? The very first time. Okay. okay. So remember, okay. you are a teenager in a high school. Right. Okay. Is it okay if I sit? Okay. Okay. Hi. Hi, Mr. Um, hi, Mr. Wright. Yeah, yeah. I um I'm Deborah and um I'm in um Mrs. Highland's uh, biology class. You know that. Yeah. Okay, sure you do. Yeah. Well, um, so what happened was um, I was sitting next to Marcus um, and we were just, just about to light our Bunsen burner, you know, for the project and stuff. And um, and he, he, well, I, I didn't, I, I didn't do what you're saying that I did. I did not throw, I, I didn't have Kleenex and I didn't throw it. Yeah, I, I know that Marcus um, said that I did, but yeah, I, I know that he's the president of the Honor Society. I get it, but um, I... Okay, so like, I just wanna be really honest with you here. I would never do that. I love my biology teacher. I kind of want to be a biologist. So why would I do something like that? It doesn't make any sense. What? No, you cannot suspect. No. Okay, look, it was Marcus. He did it. I know you don't want to believe it because he's Marcus and he's the president of the Honor Society, but he did it. No, I don't have proof. Um, I put my phone away during class so I could focus on my studies. I'm going to die. See. <laughs> awesome. All right. So let's do the same scenario, but this time you've, you've been to the principal's office before. Okay. What up, bro? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I like the what you've done with the office. It looks good. I mean, you added a fridge. That's that's kind of cool. Um. Yeah, I'll turn my chair off. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know why they told... I have no idea why I'm here. <laughs> Spitballs? Dude, I think you know me better than that. 
Yeah, I mean, if I'm going to throw something at a teacher, they're going to know it. Might be some dumbass spitball. No, I didn't do it. Shocking, I know, but I didn't do it. <laughs> okay, whatever. <laughs> Actually, you know what? I didn't do it. For once, I did not do it. And I am not going to stay after or like get suspended for that because my mom's going to kick my ass when I get home if I get suspended again. I'm certainly not going to. I didn't do it. And you don't have any proof. So until you get some proof, I guess you're kind of shit out of luck. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to go now. Right. Because I don't have to stay here. Yeah. Okay. Bye. By the way, you need to refill your refrigerator with some beer or something because it's just so this, whatever. And see. <laughs> All right, awesome. Good job. A plus. Thanks. You know, I tried. <laughs> awesome. All right. So is all right. So back mm -hmm. to the interview. Um yeah. so, so in terms of all right, so let's let's I'll ask you this. Sure. So what do you tell people who want to get into acting? You know, so so I want to become an actor. What's my yeah. first step? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, well, the first thing I, I, and I tell people is that all of us are already actors. The truth is that we all act every day, right? Right now I'm taking on the role. I have taken on the role of professional person at an interview, you know, sharing their information. We all have roles, whatever that is. We play different roles every day to, you know, you're the role of an educator in this podcast series, but then maybe when you go home, you're a parent or you're a student or whatever. So you have it in you to, to, to act truthfully in situations. Um, but if you really want to be an actor, then you, there, there's some, there's some traits actually that I talk about that are really helpful if you have. So some of those are, um, do, are you, are you good with like high, your, your sensory equipment? In other words, like, do you, are you in tune with how, how things smell and touch and feel and how they, you know, how they sound? Because that's all part of using your imagination to be an actor. Um, do you have a vivid imagination, right? Can you pretend in your mind and convince yourself that you're sitting in a principal's office right at, at this time of day can you convince yourself of that because you kind of have to um are you curious do you want to communicate things to people acting is not about being famous right it's about communicating stories about people and their situations that's the truth of acting um do, are you disciplined because it is it is not easy uh, learning lines and being on set for long hours and doing that stuff. It's not easy. So are you disciplined? Are you willing to do that? Um, and do you, you know, are, are you okay working in teams, teams that change all the time, right? So every time I do a job, I go on set with new people, new directors, other actors, all that stuff. So if you're not comfortable with that, so I know I'm giving you a lot of things, but you don't have to be able to do all those things. But if those aren't some of the things in your toolbox, um, maybe it's not the best thing. If it is the thing in your toolbox, then I would say um, take some classes, get in front of people, right? Just see how it really feels to get in front of people 
and portray these characters and be vulnerable and and yeah and if it just feels awful maybe it's not the best thing for you but if it feels awful in a good way like you're excited and you're challenging you challenge yourself then um then do it and then from there um like i said it's just it's a matter of um going to places where the markets are you know and bigger cities but that they're all over the country now you don't have to go to la or new york you can be in seattle you can be in portland you can be in uh louisiana uh, there's a huge um, film and television industry building up in, uh, um, I almost said South America. What am I trying to say? New Mexico, <laughs> uh, New Mexico, Arizona, uh, Atlanta. So you have to go where the work is, right? Whether it's theater or camera work. Um, and then try to get an agent. Um, and you can do that again by having a headshot and resume and having some monologues. That you've been working on uh that you can share with them so they can see you act you invite people if you're doing a play my goodness invite people to see your work uh if you've done some work put a demo reel together i have a demo reel that shows different things that i've performed in that i can share with people and go this is, this is some of the stuff that i can do um and then you just audition for everything everything even if you're like i don't really want to play a dog catcher too bad, audition for it, <laughs> right? Because every opportunity to be on any set or in any show is a way for you to hone your craft. And then you just keep auditioning, keep keep networking, keep meeting people, don't burn bridges, do the work. And only do it if you really, really have to. Like if you are not compelled to be an actor, I wouldn't do it. <laughs> yeah. Like, I feel like I'm going to die. Yeah. <laughs> so, so basically, so if I want to be an actor, so I want to find a, a popular market. So go, mm -hmm. go where the jobs are pretty much. Mm -hmm. So I want to be an actor. Okay. I'll go to New York city. And when I get to New York city, um, I'm going to find an agent. And I'm going to get my headshot, I'm going to get my resume, and then I'm just going to audition for as many jobs as possible. If, mm -hmm. And then, of course, uh, developing a portfolio, right, so of this little mm -hmm. short films, mm -hmm. acting gigs that I've done, you know, put that somewhere where someone can, can see it. Is that the gist? Yep. Yep, that's really that's what it is. And uh, when I first started out, I went because I went to school in Oklahoma, not exactly a place where there's a bunch of stuff going on. So I knew I had to get out of there. Um, and I was in Dallas, Fort Worth for a while, which there was quite a bit of theater. So I was doing theater. I got an agent, you know, well, I did my headshots resume, got the agent, started auditioning, kind of learning uh, just camera stuff in general, because um, my training was mostly theater. Uh, so not as much on camera. And then but when I moved to Seattle, then it really started to open up. There was a lot more industry up here. And yeah, you just and I and I would reach out to casting directors, made sure they had my headshot and resume, invited them to work I was doing. So I was doing plays where I was getting paid $50 for the entire run of the play. But I did it because it was a really good play. It was a really great character. And I knew people would come and see my work. And if they would come and see my work, then I could get cast in the bigger theaters that pay more money. 
and then I can, you know what I'm saying? So like, and all those things build on each other. And then you also, when you stay in a community, you work with the same people, you know, like, like for example, these, this film I auditioned for today, I've known Heidi Walker. She's a casting director. I've known her for 20 plus years. I've auditioned for her many times. Um, and she knows my work and she knows I'll show up and do it. And yeah, but in the beginning, it's rough. It's really, really rough. And I, I won't, I don't want to sugarcoat it. And, you know, you hear these success stories. You're like, well, I just went out to LA and I just kind of got this job. And, but that is not the majority of what goes on for actors. Most actors toil away at it a lot. And some of them never, you have to kind of define what success is for you. Success for me was not being like, um, you know, making a million dollars a movie, whatever. Success for me as an actor was, can I make a living at this? Can I tell stories that are engaging and interesting? Sometimes I'll sell toothpaste in a commercial and be like, yeah. <laughs> you know, I'd be like, I don't have to, not everything has to be serious. Um, but in the beginning, it, it, it sucks. Like you're going to get rejected and you're going to fall in love with, you're going to be like, I know I'm going to get this part and you're not. And it doesn't even matter if you were really good. There's so many factors in casting that you can be the most talented person in the room and you still won't get the job. You just won't because there's a client who wants, who wants you to be shorter than that guy that they've already hired. And they're like, oh, well, these two actors are really good, but she's five foot seven and she's five foot three and we need somebody five foot three, so we're gonna hire her. And that is the God's truth of what happens. And so you have to be able to just go, I did my best, I was prepared, I auditioned, maybe I got a call back, which is always super bonus. That means they like you and they wanna see more of you. And if you don't book it, you have to go, well, I wish I would have booked it, but I'm moving forward, right? And just brush it off. It's hard though, especially when you don't book something that could make you a lot of money. Mm. That's hard. Yeah, that's really hard. I imagine so. Mm -hmm. So another thing, um, my understanding is when it comes to acting, it's, um, how do I phrase it? It's not really discrimination if mm. a casting director says, I want somebody dark skinned, I want mm. somebody tall, I want somebody short, fat, skinny, I want mm. someone who has more um, um, ethnic features, ethnic hair, things like that. So, um, so your physical characteristics might actually be um, either a benefit or a detriment to mm -hmm. a casting director. I don't know if you could mm -hmm. talk about that a little bit more. Absolutely. It's one of the only industries that is allowed to be completely discriminatory in, in terms of hiring. They are, you know, you can't do that at the post office. You can't say we're only hiring white blonde women, <laughs> you know, that's, you can't do that. But in, but in this industry, you absolutely can. They are not obligated to see anybody that they don't want to for a part um, or open it up. So it's very rare that you have open audition. You know, people always, I remember my parents used to say like, well, how come you're not in this movie? You'd be great in this role. I'm like, cause they didn't audition me, right? They just, they don't have to. Um, but yes, they can be very specific. When I did my film, I needed a, 
a 10 or 11 year old boy and girl. I was open to any ethnicity, so I said so, but I had to keep it in that frame. Those kids had to look like they were around 10 or 11 years old, and that's all I saw. And with the dads, you know, that I had to match dads with the kid. And I, you know, so it's this, it's this jigsaw puzzle, but they absolutely can. And I will say that it, it's, it's getting so much better in terms of diversity and casting. As a matter of fact, I see on um, almost everything that I audition for now that they're usually open to any ethnicity on, on casting now. So now the only sort of thing is age, right? So we want to see people ages 30 to 40 because it's a role of a mom or whatever. So they can still do that. But yeah, there's just some stuff I just don't get to audition for because I just don't. And that's how it goes. So one thing I will say, though, that um, if you are keeping track, there's places where you can go online and you can also do your own auditions. And sometimes um, I've auditioned for things that are uh, for a guy. And I've read the script and I've gone, I don't see any reason why this character needs to be a guy. I'm going to ask if I can read for it too. And sometimes they'll let you. So, you know, try anything. And also the thing I would say is, even if you don't think you would fit that role, audition for it anyway. Like if your agent sends this to you and she says, we're going to see you for this role. And you're like, why are they seeing me for this role? Don't ask questions. Just audition. <laughs> Make it work. <laughs> yeah. So basically get whatever job that comes to you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, obviously don't do anything that's going to make you incredibly uncomfortable or that could be triggering or that you just, that you just don't. And I would say the other thing too is, and this is getting so much better too, but um, there were definitely times where I would get jobs and I didn't feel comfortable or I didn't feel safe. Um, Sometimes actors, especially in the past, are kind of exploited or sometimes they're asked to do things that aren't in the script, right? Um, you have a right to say no. You, you're, you're a person, you're a human being with a body and a voice, and you have the right to say no also. It's just very stressful because on sets, there's, you know, 40 people milling about trying to make this movie happen. And if the actor is being a pain in the ass, that can be difficult, but... Yeah, but I mean, for the most part, yeah, I audition for everything. I mean, unless the script is just so god awful, but if it's on NBC and it's god awful, I'll make it work. <laughs> of course. All right. So, do you think acting is a lucrative industry? Do you think that it's financially sustainable? Could I? shut down my company right now and, and go straight into acting and, and be financially stable? Do not shut down your company. <laughs> no, it's not. It is not. Um, it is, I tell people that want to do theater, especially like exclusively theater, that is even, that is profoundly difficult to make a living wage uh, as an actor, especially as a female actor, where there's even less roles. Um, so you have to kind of take I have always had another job. I've always had a part-time job. Um, I also happen to be married, and so we have combined income, so that really helps. My, my husband's not in the arts. He's in, he's in tech. But, like, you have to have um, – yeah, and, and – yeah, I'm sorry. It's just it's, – it's, it's rough. But there are people that can definitely – 
plug away and audition for, you know, the video games, the commercials, the television, the this, the that. They're always auditioning and always putting themselves out there um, to secure work. But um, no, I wish that it were more stable, but it is not. There are no, there's no studio system anymore. You know, back in the, back when movies first started, there were studio systems. And when you would get hired to be part of that studio, you'd be employed all year. You'd be in whatever they told you to be in, but you'd be employed all year. And that's not the way it is now. Um, but I think if you hustle and I think that if, I think if you're good and you're honing your craft and and uh, you're, you, the, the work will start to come, things will open up, you know, but don't don't quit your job. <laughs> don't quit your job. So how do you get the, the Brad Pitts of the world and uh, the Angelina Jolie's of the world and um what other famous actors mm -hmm. um, and the Chris Pratt's of the world? You know, how, how do they become so wealthy? Sure. Well, I, I mean, look at Angelina Jolie. Of course, you're going to put her on camera. Jeez, like, but um, and Brad Pitt, you know, Brad Pitt kind of stumbled in, but he did study, you know, like he studied theater, I think. Um, he just started auditioning and, you know, and he's a young, attractive white guy, you know, and that. There's a lot of opportunity for young, attractive white guys, um, young, attractive white women um, also. Um, so if you're attractive enough, you can find work. But yeah, like I said, you, you just have to be securing an agent is, is really critical because the agents get a lot of the auditions. So you can actually get your foot in the door and audition. Um, but um, I don't know. I I I they just you know one thing after another you you just and, and they become commodities right they the studios know that those people will generate wealth for those films because they're so popular and and they also do other things you know both of those two actors in particular um they own their own production companies angelina broke out and started directing and so i think the other thing is that you have to be nimble sometimes you have to uh there's a saying of a person that uh, in Seattle, she always says, don't wait, create, you know? So sometimes you have to create, you have to write the script or you have to, you know, meet with people and go, I really want to do this project. How can I get attached to it? And you have to be willing to, you know, send the emails and do the mixers and, and just keep promoting yourself. You have to promote yourself. Don't be gross, but you have to promote yourself. <laughs> Right. I mean, I was just at the Seattle Film Summit this weekend and, you know, I was pitching my television shows ideas that I have and saying hi to people and shaking hands and following up and networking. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, so in terms of, and we're going to wrap it up soon, but sure. Um, you know, I definitely would love to continue this conversation. Yeah. Um, so in terms of getting paid, right? So mm. I know I with like films you get royalties, right? So how does it work in terms of getting paid? After the gig is done, um, the job is done, how does the payment structure work? Sure. Um, well, when I was starting out in theater, um, I like I said, I, I have done shows for free. I've done shows for $50. I've done shows for $500 a week. Um, when it comes to theater, they would usually just pay me on a weekly basis as we're going through. Um, with film and television, uh, those things are booked through my agent. 
So my agent handles the financing. So after I work, they have 30 days to pay me. I sign a contract. Contracts are all different depending on the, the budget and the scope and the, the stuff. Um, they pay my agent and then my agent pays me. They keep 10% and I get paid. Um, royalties, yes. Uh, I, I just got a check the other day for something that I did 20 years ago. I think the check was for $2.72 because um, <laughs> the royalties go down as you go. Um, so, uh, yeah, it, it, it just de depends, uh, on what kind of contract you sign, how long the usage is. So with commercials, they can show commercials for so long. And then if they continue to air them, you get paid again. If they don't, that's it. You don't get paid again. Um, depends on if it's a national versus a local. So it, it it's really just, it depends on it just depends. Um, when you're starting out as an actor, you, and, and I suggest this, if you have an opportunity to work on a short film and they don't have any budget, but you like the script, um, just work for free. I mean, make sure they feed you. That's the bare minimum. Um, you know, make sure you're fed, but work for free in the beginning just so you can build up your uh, kind of your video resume. But yeah, it, it just depends on the project. I wish I had an answer. It's chaos. It's chaos. <laughs> okay. So basically, if you really want to become an actor, make sure, you know, it's something that you really, really want to do and not because you want to get rich and famous like Brad Pitt or Angelina Jolie. You're probably not <laughs> going to be rich and famous. But the beauty of it is, is that I like, as I, you know, when I was listening to you read the things that I've done, I was like, oh, yeah, I was in that short film. I loved being in that short film. What a, uh, an amazing experience that that was, you know. So I don't, I mean, sure, I'll take the money. And if someone wants to put me in a movie with Brad Pitt, I'd be like, heck, yeah. But um, I just, I just get to work with really cool people and do really creative stuff. and. That's very rewarding, very rewarding. Yeah, but if you don't, mm, got to buck up <laughs> and get a community. That's the other thing I would say too, is that like find your tribe of actors, whether it's people you meet in your acting class or whatever, find your tribe of people who help you and lift you up and and uh, really help you create. I, I have those people in my life and I just, they're invaluable, you know, on those days when you're like, I cannot believe I didn't get that part and I can't believe that person did. You just kind of want to, because you, because you don't have a lot of control. There's a lot of things that are out of your control. Um, so, so get your tribe to help you. Uh, absolutely, absolutely. <clears throat> All right, so we're gonna wind down now. Okay. So this is the part of the episode where I like to ask my guests if they have any advice to the to the viewers. So do you have any advice that you wish to share to anyone watching right now? Maybe they want to get into acting. Maybe they, it's probably like some, well, I'm watching my words, but it might be someone who, you know, wants to drop out of school and become an actor, mm. or, you know, maybe they want to, they're in theater and they want to get into film, or they're in film and they want to get into theater, or anybody watching. So mm -hmm. what advice would you like to give to people watching um it's a really um it's a really fun interesting difficult profession um if 
you want to get started, I think like with any profession, you have to educate yourself, you have to network, you have to be um, willing to take risks, right? Um, and um, gosh, I, I don't, you know, I would say if you're in college right now and you're really close to finishing your degree, finish your degree. Um, you know, it, it, you don't, you don't need to run out tomorrow. Nothing's going to, there's going to be parts of this. There's always going to be opportunity. And I would say now more than ever, um, I'm, I'll be very encouraging about this. There is so much content being created right now. There's so much more opportunity and there's so much diverse opportunity. So it's not just white people getting the majority of the roles anymore, which is great. Um, so I would say anybody has a shot to to work and find a career and, and be satisfied in this. Um, but, you know, the, the, the odds are not as stacked for you as, as I wish I could say, if you went to dental school and you wanted to be a hygienist, you would learn that skill and you would be able to find a place to work every day. <laughs> so, um, yeah, but just go for it. Just go for it. Just and, and, and give yourself a lot of grace and um, find your tribe and try to have some fun and, and be willing to work hard. It's hard. Absolutely. And as one quick thought I mm -hmm. want to point out, particularly with the pandemic and everything shutting down, uh, particularly the, I think the film industry kind of slowed down a little bit, but particularly the theater industry, mm -hmm. it just shut down, particularly right. here in New York. So those, mm. those actors were unemployed for um, a year and a half. So yeah. I think, um, I think this pandemic has um, kind of shown us which things are considered essential and which things are not mm -hmm. considered essential. So, um, yeah. yeah. And, and, and yet during the pandemic, what was essential to people? Watching television, <laughs> right? Like entertainment became, I think I, I, I was watching this uh, thing about Netflix with a, um, and and they Netflix increased their subscriptions by, I think I'm not I think I think he said this they had 60 million more people subscribe to Netflix during the pandemic, 60 million. So there's yeah there's there's content and and I would say as an actor too you just have to be really nimble you can't limit yourself to I will only do theater I will only do Shakespeare I'm like well dude then you're only got about five theaters in this country then you're gonna be able to work it right so you have to be nimble and you have to be willing to do a lot of different things um so you can survive and also it's fun right how fun to go into a booth and like pretend that you're in a video game and stuff had a blast you know so yeah, be nimble. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> All right, so, so you guys, you can find Deborah Prolly online at www.openwindowentertainment.com. And let me just put up her banner yeah so that's my production company when we, we started our production company when we did period so yeah yes absolutely so that's her contact information scrolling below you can go to her website you could also find her on facebook and youtube and if there's any casting directors 
Uh, if you were <laughs> impressed by her her improv skills, definitely hire her, hire her, hire her. Sure, absolutely. Call my agent. Yeah, but for other people out there, honestly, if you just have questions and you just want to email me, I would be happy to answer your questions and point you in the right direction. So, absolutely. And I didn't put the email up. Sorry about that, but I'll oh, say okay. it here. Her email address is Deborah at prolly.org. Yep. That is pretty, pretty, pretty easy. simple. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and she has a, um, and uh, Deborah has a short film on her YouTube channel. Um, so let I'm going to show you the first minute of that. So give me one second as I get the get my technical stuff together. Okay, so all right. So I'm just gonna show you the first minute of her short film. It is called Period, and it is on her YouTube channel. One, two, three, four. All right, I'm going to pause right there. So, of course, if you want to watch more of the of her short film, it is on her YouTube channel. Of course, love to have you. Yeah, it's about it's a 15 minute film, and it's just about a girl and her dad in the 80s navigating getting that first period and just not being sure what on earth to do about that. So, it's a comedy, but I yeah, I, I welcome everybody to come watch it. Awesome. All right, Deborah, thank you for coming on my show. Thank you for having me. All right, I'm going to put you backstage now. Mm. Sorry, guys. And it's just you and me, guys. All right, so that concludes our episode for today. Thank you so much for joining us. You can check out our YouTube channel for more videos and clips. And don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Eventbrite, and WhatsApp. And if you are interested in learning more about A Step Ahead Tutoring Services, specifically, if you want to learn more about our workshops, our services, the things we have to offer, you can come to our website. The website is www.astepaheadtutoringservices.com. And one last thing before I go, we are also collecting contributions to our crowdfunding campaign. 
And I'm going to play a little video that is going to explain more. Hey there, have you heard of us? We're a small team of tutors here at A Step Ahead Tutoring Services. We believe that education and information should be accessible to everyone, regardless of income, race, or creed. We're dedicated to making this happen, but we need your help. Please consider donating to our crowdfunding campaign. No amount is too small. Your donation will allow us tutors to remain employed, offer free and low-cost services, and reach out to families nationwide. With your help, we can tackle the academic challenges of our students and the emotional, mental, and behavioral changes that result from these challenges. As a bonus, we can improve our communities in the process. Support us today. We're a for-profit company. Your donation may not be tax-deductible. Please consult a tax professional. Awesome, awesome, you guys. All right, so tune in to our next episode. Thank you so much for joining me today. I will see you next time. Signing off. Bye.